was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Word to your mother. Okay. Hi. Hi, cool. Hey. It's the cool moms. We are two cool moms with Joe and Steve. Is that is that your mom voice? <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve. I'm a mommy. Well, yes, that's right. Hi, I'm Joe Gatto. I'm Steve Byrne, and we are here for another episode of Two Cool Moms. Thank you for joining us. You got it. This is uh, this is my leather Tuscadero look. I really really like it. Yeah. I really enjoy. It. There's not many people who could wear. I can't wear leather because I you can. I look like a background actor from The Godfather <laughs> when I throw on a leather jacket. I just can't. Besides, yeah, I don't really wear. It. Is this real? Is this? I don't know. I got it from Lucky Brand, probably. I don't know. It's it, quite it certainly cost like it was real. Don't you know when people? Don't you hate when people do that? Like that was so rude of me to be like, "Is this real?" Hey, well, just don't grab my hair and say, "Is this real?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which it is. I mean, their foreheads are. You got the five head. I got a six head though, so I'm on. I got you beat. You look fantastic. I try. <laughs> if you guys ever want to watch the premiere of the episodes on Tuesdays, just come watch it on my forehead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I'm feeling a little under the weather today. I woke up with a migraine. Yes, but now you know what? When I just get out here and I be a cool mom, you know, sometimes you got to get up. The clouds part. You do. You gotta. You gotta yeah. show up to get the job done, and that's what we're doing here today. Yeah, you were at a red light in a minivan, and you're just gunning it. You're getting a schedule. You just spilt your coffee. Yeah, right? zero to thirty-five in four minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you get it. Astro van. You have the choice between an SUV and a minivan. What do you go with? Uh, for the funnies, uh, minivan nothing, for sure. There's nothing like just being able to roll up in a minivan, hitting that power side door button, it opening <laughs> right. <laughs> there's nothing like that. Uh, yeah, juice boxes falling out. And just like yeah. I will say this, I have whenever I've traveled and I have the chance to rent a vehicle, yeah. I rent a minivan. Do you really? Yeah. When I used to go on the road with the boys, we try to rent minivans because it was just so much fun. And because when you drive them, they're like they're like airplanes. They're unbelievable. The cockpit on those things are phenomenal. On a minivan? Yeah. Really? It got such leg room. There's plenty of compartments for snacks and drinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a minute since I've been in a minivan. I think. Because we were, I, I think, part of that generation where the minivan came out, right? And it was like, whoa, these are fucking cool. Yes, and if you're yes. in eighth grade, or it was like, wow, that was kind of cool. And then I think when I got to college, that's when the SUVs came out, yes. switching to vehicles. And uh, if you do that, that uh, was the new thing. If you do that dragon knuckle evolution like poster, it starts with like a station wagon, then it goes to the minivan, then it goes to the SUV, and then yeah. it goes to like the Tesla. <laughs> Teslas are unbelievable. Have you been in? I've, I've been in a Tesla a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, it freaks me out. Phenomenal. Like, first of all, I don't know how to open the door. I'm, I'm going to shoot you straight. It took me forever <laughs> to figure out how to even get in it. Yeah, because the thing has to come out, right? Yeah, I like, I like put my penis in the gas tank and the door opens. <laughs> I said, no, how it works. Hey, you put your penis in the gas tank and then they all lock. Let me in. Let me in. The, I, I will say, did you ever do a station wagon trip when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we had the, um, I'm sure you can relate, the, the plastic covering in the back right mm -hmm. and your mom would drive and you just slide <laughs> left and right and back and whatever i remember the window used to come down you'd slide in the back and it was like well, i mean you hit a bad bump one of us getting You're chucked right out in. we're goners it's, it was crazy that like knowing the constraints we have now with kids you got to be buckled in the back seat yep. you can only be seven or nine Lat in the front latch system need the booster to lock it in nothing none of that none of it, it was like is the door closed eh all right cross <laughs> it up <laughs> yeah in. i remember my father got like he had this fish market store and so he he for some reason he was moving a bunch of stuff and he rented one of those um um, 
uh, moving trucks where it was like the, the truck cabin and then separated was the white like thing where you roll up the door. Yep, yep. And it, my brother and I were playing soccer in the back of that thing. We had a soccer ball. My dad shut the door. He's like, all right, I'll, I'll let you guys out when we we're playing soccer on the New Jersey Turnpike as my dad's driving like 70 miles per hour. I look back on the like, that is fucking crazy, Nuts, right? Crazy. That is crazy. I did a I did a cross. I did the drive from California to Vegas in a station wagon with my grandparents and my parents. My grandparents lived How old in, were you? I was uh, probably 10 or 11. That's a good age to do it then, and right? My yeah. Si- yeah. My sister was with me. My two sisters were with me, and they had the station wagon mm-hmm. with the back seat comes up, and you look out the back window. And then you go, oh, right, yeah. So I'm going across the Mojave Desert, and it's like mm-hmm. one road, and there is just one car behind us for like four hours, and all we did the whole time was wave at this poor couple. <laughs> <laughs> and every time they waved back, we went nuts. So for the first, it. it was like with the first half hour, it was like, okay, all right, we're waving at these kids, and then there's just them behind us the whole time. And That's we so funny. Because it was like so cool to us, but to them, I'm sure. Oh, just wearing on. Okay, yeah, we get it, yeah, kids. Fuck it, off. Yeah. I remember my dad had this red pickup truck. And he would drive, you know, to hockey games, everywhere, you know, whatever. But he'd take us with him, and I'd sit in the front. There was only one front seat, right? So you sit in the front seat. And I remember um, anytime my dad would make a turn, you'd hear the beer cans underneath <laughs> move to the left and to the right. It's like, it's such a different time. Crazy. Like, yeah. our parents used to kick back and pop open a brewski after work or whatever and just crush it and put it down there yeah. with some porno mags or whatever. It's like, what the- <laughs> Fuck, now you can't even leave a hospital with your child unless you prove you have a car seat in the car. <laughs> That's right, yeah. They got to come down yeah. with that, right? Then it was like, how'd you get here? They're like, oh, I took the car. They're like, all right. And they like throw it, throw it in the car for me. It's like, slow down to 50 and we'll just toss the baby out. You know what I think is crazy is when you fly, right? Everybody's got to be buckled in. Yep. Overhead. You know, got it, got it. the stewardesses, the flight attendants are very adamant about making sure your carry-on luggage underneath the seat Properly before you stowed. leave. Two years old or under? Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Just hold it. Just, Just hold, hold it. Hold this thing. I can't hold my laptop bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yell at me for my laptop yeah, bag. Yeah, sir, that has to be sir, on it. has got to be properly stored. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how about this child? They're like, just hold on as tight as you can. You in turbulence with a baby? <laughs> Fuck. Like, where does that... I don't understand the dynamic. That the is mind. an amazing... Isn't I that am, not crazy? That is such an amazing point. Yeah. They say don't shake the baby, yeah. right? You hit turbulence. <laughs> turbulence uh, is God uh, shaking your baby. Oh, baby. That baby's gone. <laughs> turbulence is God shaking your baby. <laughs> <laughs> so the boo-boos. Yeah, well, that's crazy. Uh, I do want to say, I want to thank everybody on behalf of us for really like up and up the Instagram game. Yeah. I mean, there's a there, we, we shot up in followers. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in, listening, all the interaction. It's been really awesome. And, and now to see all the messages that are coming in, half of them are, are legitimate questions, which we love. Yeah. And then the other half are just people sharing kind sentiments and expressing yeah. uh, gratitude towards seeing you uh, back out there and everything else and I, I I think it's just it's fun to be on this ride with you so oh, I really appreciate you, it man yeah. thank you well it's, it's it's great that the fans have uh, you know it's because we give great advice I really think that's what it comes down to oh yeah I listen back sometimes and I'm like I could see what I meant, but I'm not sure if that came came across. Yeah. So we're just, it's mostly for entertainment value. So I think we need to give that disclaimer. We are not licensed. (laughs) We are not professionals. We are not even moms, if we're going to be honest with you. (laughs) 
And it's it's debatable if we're cool. So I don't even know. When there's two of us. That's the only truth. That's the only thing, yeah. It, there's a lot of there's a lot of false advertisement with this. We're gonna rename it two with Joe and Steve. <laughs> And then, and then once you get your first film or TV yeah. show, it'll just be one with Steve, <laughs> and in quotes Joe Demoline. Yeah, but when he's done with his project. All right, well let's get let's get cooking here. Um, I don't want to start off too heavy because there's we, we like to mix up the questions. So right. this one, out of the gates, okay. I'm very happy about this. This is coming from Jennifer. Okay, thank you, Jennifer, for sending this. You made my day. Married for 16 years, and my husband loved to make noises every time he drops a deuce. Of course, I laugh, but still. Ew, how do I make him shut up? <laughs> shut, Wait, the, just, shut the door. <laughs> shut the door. <laughs> Don't stand within earshot when your husband is dropping a deuce. How, how small is your home? Are you in an RV? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I do think that that is something that guys find. Ex- I think there's two types of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. There's relationships like my wife and I have where it doesn't exist. You don't you don't do number two. I know you do, uh-huh. but we're not going to talk about Got it, right? It. Yep. And then there's other relationships like, fuck it, yeah. which I assume you have, where you just keep the door open, 100%. you're singing, talking you're about, talking. Like, we're talking about plans, like, you know, it's like, so what time do we have that? And I'm sitting there reducing, yeah. And you're grunting? Yeah. It comes from, it comes from my upbringing. My family of five shared one bathroom. We had one bathroom. Yeah. One full bath. That was mm-hmm. in the upstairs. And my father, it, the tub was on one side of the wall, and right next to it was the, the toilet. Yeah. And there was a full mirror on the other side, so you could see everybody. <laughs> didn't matter, right? So we, we would just sit there. I mean, the whole family would be in there, too. It's one person yeah. brushing their teeth, another person in the shower, another person, you know, on the toilet. didn't oh, matter. Oh, it's that? It was like it's a carnival. That. Wow, okay. It was like a carnival, yeah, yeah, all the time. And then later in life, it became a joke with my father where he would announce you the winner, and he would come in with his newspaper under his arm <laughs> while you're in the shower. He used to wait till you're in the shower, and he's like, we have a winner. Oh, and he would come in. And he would be full blown talking about your day at school. That is so yeah. fucking funny. It, it's just that way it was. I think it, a lot of it, I think, just stems from that. And I, it's funny because... My kids, you know, uh, six and four, sure. you know, when they were younger, even they would just walk in. What are you doing? And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm going to the bathroom. And they're like, oh, can I? Play? And you just start a conversation. And I was never one of those ones like, all right, give out, a, get out, I need my privacy. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, they would have like a toy with them. I'm like, what are you playing with your Rubik's cube? <laughs> like we would just start talking. Right. So I think it just is the way what you're used to. Yeah, I, I, I'd say I, I was the complete opposite. Like my folks, you know, we had a very small home. Uh, we had one bathroom on the top floor mm-hmm. and then one on the bottom in this two-story. It was a three-bedroom. It wasn't big by any Fancy means. Fancy. You had two full bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. Well, they- you came, uh, you came from money, Steve Burns. Oh. <laughs> wouldn't go that far. You played um, soccer in the back of a box truck. I played- that, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, everything was like, shut the door. That's your personal space, yeah. whatever. And even now, like, that's the same way. But uh, yeah. With your, with your son? Excuse me? With your son? Everybody, yeah. Yeah? But, I mean, the kids are fine. The kids are totally, like... He wipes them. They don't care. Yeah. Ish, right? You got to do the follow-up. Yeah, you got to, like... I can't wait to get to that point with Remo, because Remo's still at, I'm done, and you have to go help him wipe. But, yeah, like... Oh, my God. Are you ready for this? Uh-oh. I completely forgot about this. My son, he loves goofing off, no, of right? Of yeah. He loves joking, and he likes pranks and stuff, and he, he's come into this recently where he... Uh, <laughs> my wife called me. She's like... You'll never believe what your son did. I go, okay. Uh, you so, know, you know, it's trouble when they say your son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they passed the buck. I thought this was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure you had something to do with it. He probably, he also came out of you. It's more yours than mine. But anyway, yeah. what do you do? Yeah. When he gets good grades, it's like, look what my son did. 
But when he does this, yeah. look what your son did. So what he did was he came down one day. And he goes to my wife, he goes, he goes, oh, mom, my stomach, it, it just really hurts. And she's like, oh, okay, are you okay? He's like, well, I just went, I just went to the bathroom and I really, really feel awful. And she goes, she goes, oh, are you okay? He's like, well, my butt hurts. My butt really hurts. And she goes, do you need help? He's like, I think so. Can you, uh, can you check my butt for me? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, okay. And she pulls down his pants and it's all yellow and green. Like yellow and green everywhere. Oh, no. So she takes, she goes, come out in the bathroom, let me get a hot washcloth. And she's like trying to wipe him down and it's not coming off. It's stay, it's on his butt. Okay. And uh, she goes, Ken, what is going, like this is stuck on you or something. We got to get you in the shower. And then he starts dying <laughs> laughing. He goes, I got you. She goes, what? He goes, he goes, that's magic marker, mommy. <laughs> His he butt. colored his whole butt, and so I was dying laughing. And I and she's like, she's we're FaceTiming. I go, how did you come up with this? He goes, he goes, well, I was drawn this morning, and the magic marker looked like a number two, and I thought, hmm, maybe I'll just put this on my butt. <laughs> oh wow! Oh my she's right. god! He is your son. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh my god! It That's made great. me laugh so much. And oh. and what's funnier is hearing his laugh. Yes. Right. Yes. Like nothing. Look, we've heard millions of laughs of over the course of our years, right? The single greatest laugh I've ever heard is my daughter or my son best. laughing. Best. It's the best. And my son, when he makes himself laugh, he hits this high pitch and he falls on the ground. He yeah. rolls around. It's like, that is like the most joyful it's noise so I've ever heard. I love when the kids make each other laugh. Oh yeah, when my oh. son, because my son is silly, and my daughter, like just like me growing up, my sisters were always my best audience, which, which yeah. always made me get in more trouble because my parents would be getting mad that they were laughing at my stupidity. It would make me do more stupid stuff. You know, right. It was just a vicious cycle. But to see my daughter laugh at my son, and she has such a great laugh, yeah, is like such a ah, that's awesome. Bonus. Yeah, hearing my kids laugh or my wife say, "Okay, I'm leaving now." Those are the two greatest things. <laughs> oh, oh, bang! Oh, you know, I love you, Jess. That was yeah, you know, I love you. I had, I had to throw you under the bus for that. I had to throw you under the bus for the left. Okay, so if your husband's rocking a deuce and he's yeah. grunting, and I would say noises, shut the door and try to try to make some distance. Stop laughing. Get AirPods. Right. There's plenty of options. There's plenty of options. Craig, okay, stop laughing. Stop being the good audience. It came around full stop circle. Stop being a good audience. That's yeah. right. But uh, I do have a lot of respect for your husband. I Me think too. that's pretty awesome. Grunt yeah. away, good sir. Grunt away. <laughs> Grunt away, good sir. <laughs> good day to you, sir. Okay, uh, here we go. This is from Lauren. Love you both. Grew up listening to Steve Setz and, of course, Joe and the Jokers. Uh, question. I'm terrible with work small talk around the water cooler. How do you say more and connect more than just awkward silence or pointless weather nice talks during happy hours or water cooler chat? I think it's a pretty good – because if yeah. you're not sociable, mm -hmm. right, and you're at work – and I think especially these days, you want to be careful what you right, say right. at work, right? And you want to go beyond the weather. I, I, I think that's a, that's a legitimate question. I don't know. What, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? First thing that comes to my mind is have something interesting to talk about. Right. I think that's a first barrier. Entry. And a good way to do it is like people say talk about the weather and or talk about the news. But there's always so many. Think about all the cool, like weird, like you're the king of this. Like you find weird articles or cool things. Mm -hmm. Like share that. Start a conversation with that and just be like, yeah. hey, you know what I just read? And then tell them about, you know, whatever, the, the Juro spider or whatever, like you just read about that's really weird. Just be like, hey, you know this, I just read about that. It could be something that's interesting, has a little bit more yeah. to it, and it seems like you're trying to share something of, it doesn't come across as small talk. 
Right, right, yeah. You know, I feel like you're just being like, oh, I should talk to you because you're at the water cooler. Like, oh, yeah, I should try to, you know, uh, common ground always makes conversation easier. So try to find a reason to have you common ground with your coworkers. Everybody's human. You forget about that too, right? At work, yeah. everybody's. The coworker label makes you feel like it's a person that you work with. He's a friend from work. You know, it's not a yeah, from work is a disclaimer on that friendship. Yeah, you know, my my best friends were friends from work, right? Like sure. you're, you're you could you're the from work part. Just try to start with a friendship. I think. Yeah, I, I think especially these days too. Like nerd culture is so much more acceptable. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's a great way to get in because everybody's seen Star Wars yep. or Avengers or DC. Nostalgia, even more than nerd, like nostalgia. Like everybody's yeah. loving a piece of the past, right? Yeah, yeah. nostalgia is great. I, I think those are fun talking points because then you're getting into like emotional mm-hmm. beats of like you know, especially when it comes to nostalgia. Like we were talking about Station Wagon a yeah. second ago. It's like, oh my god, it takes you back to right. a time, and, it, and that's fun. So, I think that's uh, a good opener. Is like you know, what do you think about you know, uh, you know, what's your take on abortion? Something light. Yeah. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Like anal, just out of the gate. That's, that's it. Start that one. What sex? How no. many fingers? <laughs> I think they'll still do it. I think. I think really the biggest point is like you want to teeter totter between something that's inviting and opening and something that is not like you're coming across like boring. Like, oh, right. it's raining. Thanks, thanks, Al Roker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I think anytime, especially these days, you can go up and just like, ah, fuck Trump. It's like you're off to the races. <laughs> you know, you open the gasket. But up, I right? would say too, don't talk about work. Don't talk about work. Yeah, don't talk about work. Because then you're opening right. yourself up to gossip. Yes, and, and then you're talking about a place division. that people might not want to be be at. Or That's a great you call. Know, anything uh, but work. Right, anything but work. Yeah. That's why I like working with you, because when we hang out, I'm like, I don't want to talk about your comedy. Yeah. and you It's and the last I, thing I, I want to talk about. You know, about. we don't make each other laugh on purpose. And I think that's, that's really, <laughs> <laughs> we don't bring work into this. <laughs> we leave our work at the door. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. Like, let's do a podcast and not use our biggest asset, our humor. Yeah. Okay. Um, this has come from Brienne. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's a little bit more oh, serious. Bri Bri. Bri Bri. By the way, you're not too far off. Oh, really? Look at that. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. I okay. Just made that up. That's funny. How do you help a friend going through depression when you are also going through depression? I don't ever want to bring mine up because I don't want to make it worse on her, but I need a good friend too at times. That is, by the way, that's the sign of a great friend Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes when someone's venting to you and you're sitting there being a sponge, what they're trying to do is they're trying to be an outlet. They want to hear your perspective, perhaps a sounding board, and they got to vent. And the worst kind of friend is the one that trumps your story or pivots and makes it about them and all of a sudden instead of you getting to vent now you listen to somebody else right. vent right and that's a great sign that she's like i don't want to bring that into the situation yeah, for sure um, that's a great person that is a yeah that's what i love first about. off you're a great friend Th- that is Bri Bri. Bri Bri. that's what we love about you yeah. Bri Bri. that's why i've said that all the time thanks Bri Bri, for being you uh i will say this is one of the biggest transitions i'm going through right now because i've yep. never really dealt or have had a part of me, like I've always been there for people and not mm-hmm. really had that much that I've had to worry about, thank goodness, you know, or that sure. much that was minding on me. And that is a complete opposite now. Right? right. So right now, as I'm going through what I'm going through, it's hard to be as open to people. Mm-hmm. And with that brings like, I think kind of what she's feeling, it brings a kind of guilt that you can't be there for people that you're normally there for. Right. So I would say... First and foremost, you need to probably work on, you have to try to be the best version of yourself so people could get that. So yeah. if you're going through something that you need to go through, you got to go through it. Yeah. You can't be there for other people before you're there for yourself. And I think that's really important to remember. Right. But 
it's also, you know, sometimes it's good just to get lost in, try to forget yourself for a second and be like, okay, what, what can I help my friend with? And it will right. give you, it'll make you feel better, mm-hmm. right? There's a thing about being a good friend or being there for somebody, right? Um, you know, like you get this a lot because you talk to a lot of people. People come to you for things. You, you've been around forever, you know. And uh, <laughs> I'm a great friend. <laughs> no, I mean, you're good. Like, like you know what I mean? Like you're a sounding board. I, I think for yeah. people too, or from what I've seen, for me especially. But I think most importantly, it's like if you need to, if you can mentally make yourself available for it it's a good distraction from what you're going through too yes i i agree with everything you're saying i think especially when somebody is venting you know it's just like asking somebody for a favor it's a hard thing to ask somebody for a favor it's kind of tough to be vulnerable sometimes it's it's not an easy thing to go you know i feel comfortable and secure with you i'm going to emote and share this with you and I think when somebody does do that, it, you need to lend yourself and be open for that person and, you know, shut your mouth, be there, ask questions, try to come up with solves. Or if it's not a solve, it's something where they just need to talk it out. And so just listen. Yeah. I, I think just listen, right? Yeah. A lot of times, you know, that's the first thing. Like I, my personality always, and this is one of the biggest, uh, I, I, people would say this about me that was a, a detriment to talking to me was I'm a fixer. Like, I'll be like, when people are telling me their problem, I'm like, oh, this is what you need to do. Where people don't even right. want to hear that. People want to talk. People Sometimes just want somebody just to listen. Wanna, yeah, right, somebody right. just want to vent. They don't want somebody to fix their problem. They want somebody to be there to listen to their problem. So, I yeah. Think, uh, I, and my mode is always, all right, we can fix this. How are we going to fix this? Like, that's just the way I operate. Some people yeah. love that. And some people, some people are like, well, I don't need you to fix my problem. I need you just to be there to listen. And that was the thing I've learned as I'm growing about... You need to gauge why people are coming to you. you it's know? pretty interesting you say that because the minute you say that, I realize I'm going through something with a good friend of mine now where he's called me every other day the last week and vented to me, and I'm trying to give him solves. And all the solves I've given him, I just talked to him yesterday, and he told me, so I'm just going to step away. And it was the complete opposite of what I was doing. And I was like, oh, he just wanted to get it off his chest. Mm-hmm. He didn't need a solve. So I wasted you know, probably six hours of his time, yeah. saying, "Oh, you could do this, you could do that." You could, I was just like, "I, I should have just fucking listened." Yeah, sometimes just listen. Yeah, that was that might be Bree's best, uh, you know, course of action here. Just listen to her friend for a minute while she doesn't have the mind space to do anything but listen, and that's probably what her friend needs. And I'll tell you what, Bree, because Bree, Bree, <laughs> when you when you're taking the time to sit there and listen, I guarantee you, when when you're when the clouds are a little heavy in your world. This is going to be the first person that's going to want to sit there and listen to you, and it's going to be completely 100%. reciprocal for you. 100%. So, we wish you the best, Brie, and we all wish we had a, a friend like you yes. in our lives. Can we I be friends, Brie? Please. Um, okay. This is coming from Cameron. Cam. Cameron. Cam, Cam, Cam. Cam. <laughs> Cameron says, uh, How do I get good at bowling? Oh, that's easy. It's all about adjustments. It's a game of adjustments. So when you throw your first ball, you have to look. The way that the, the, the way that you look at the thing. I knew you were going to be happy pens. about this. Yeah. I knew you were going to be happy. The minute, thank you, Kev, because the minute you wrote this, I was like, this is tailor-made. Yep. Tailor-made. Yep. The problem is, you know, most bowlers' mistakes, they look at the pins. Forget the pins. Look at the arrows on the floor. That's what you're looking at. Really? Don't even look up at the pins. The pins are there. The arrows are where you're aiming. You look at those arrows, and you go, and you go, and it's a game of adjustments. If you're not hitting the pocket, which is the... Inside of the head pin on either side, that's called the pocket. If you're not hitting the pocket, so you're at the triangle, you the want triangle. it. You want you're not right hitting dead on. Not dead hitting, on. You're hitting right on the left or the right there. of it. Yeah. Okay. And what you want to do? It's a game of adjustments. Move a board or two over, and just keep on adjusting until you hit that pocket. Wow. That's it. 
Biggest mistake people make. Really? They don't. They look at the pins and they don't make adjustments, and that's how you fail as a bowler, Cam. I wow! Said I, I said what I said. Controversial. When you bowl, can I ask you? Do you release and then you do that leg swoop? I do a leg swoop. I don't spin. I'm not a spinner. So you don't do the curve. No, I don't do a curve. An angle. You're straight an on. Angle. An angle. Oh, you're sh- yeah. So you hit the angle and it's it's a dead yeah. Shortest distance between two points. Yes. Straight right, line. Right foot, right dot. The dots on the floor that you stand on. Yeah. And then I go over the the third arrow from the right. Do you have your own shoes? I do. I stole them for my thirtieth birthday in L.A. My 30th birthday, 30th birthday in LA, me and Justin really? went out to uh, Lucky Strike. Uh, uh, you know, you know that place. Spot, right? yeah. yeah. So we were there hanging out, having a good time. I had a, I brought a pair of old sneakers that I didn't really like anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, they gave me brand new shoes. Such a smart idea. And I was dude. like, and I walked out, and I was like, I mean, Justin, I said, well, I'm keeping these. And as I left, I was like, thanks, I'm keeping the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked out, and I think the confidence just let that go. <clears throat> it was great. I think it's it's hilarious because I have a friend of mine who is extremely outspoken in public. And uh, very noticeable, right? And mm-hmm. he says the craziest shit. And he says, "I was because they never believed that they that I that I said it." I'm never. like, "That's fucking nuts." Never. And that's another example of it. Yeah, that's why it's so it's, damn it's, successful. It's, it's, confidence is such a great distraction. <laughs> it, it's unbelievable. You have the utmost confidence. You know what? I think you're the most confident hmm. on a dance floor. Oh yeah, I've never seen anybody with worse moves. <laughs> A horrible accentuation of body. This body is a weapon. You're you're accentuating like the worst parts of, uh, and the most confident human being I've ever like like a lion in the jungle. <laughs> like right. who's gonna fuck with this? That's it. I'm who's here. gonna fuck with this? I'm roaring. Yeah, I'm roaring on that dance floor. <laughs> you can't get it. You can't get in my way. Don't be a gazelle hop. Don't be an injured gazelle getting in my path on that dance floor. I'm doing spins, double claps. You know, I'm doing a, I'm doing power slides. Get out of my way. I don't want you to get hurt. Oh, yeah. God damn. Oh, the joy you bring to a dance floor. Oh, I love it. That's why dance floors are there. People don't get it. People stand on a dance floor. I want to look good. No. A dance floor is just for fun. It's for fun. It's all it is. Don't take yourself serious about it. And the more fun you have, the, the 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 chances are that much higher of you actually meeting somebody great on a dance right, floor. Right, but the more fun you have, the more fun everybody. Everybody having. has it. Yeah. You are. If you're the worst, I try my best, honestly, to be the worst dancer out there because I give people the confidence. Mission accomplished. accomplished. Right. <laughs> right. So right. But you know what? Who's having the, the most funnest, fun? On that dance floor? The funnest. I've never yeah. seen somebody. Oh God! When the Bud Light Lounge in Nashville. Oh, dude. <laughs> You would come in, and it was just like you took over the whole space, yeah. the whole space. And this is probably 250 people, and you got the party cooking. It was one of the uh, – and that was the day I, – I, I think that was the night I learned you don't drink. I was like, yeah. what? You, you thought this guy must be wasted to be throwing his body around like this and not caring what he looks like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Nobody better on a dance floor. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right. Here we where we at? We got good? four more minutes here. Yeah, good. Okay. Oh, this is uh, okay. Let me let me go to. Uh, okay, this is short and to the point from Alex. What is the best way to work through a breakup? Oh boy, this is like. Uh, wow. I mean, <clears throat> there's no really, there's no blanket solve, right? Like everybody's got their own thing they got to through to work through it. I think there's ways to help. Yeah. You know, there's ways that you, there's things you could do. I think one of the best things is. You know, as always, and I think this always comes down to, if you listen to all these podcasts, all of our podcasts, it just comes back to surrounding yourself with people that care about you. Yeah. So I think that's an important thing, like uh, people that you could vent to, like we spoke about earlier, or I think that's really important to be able to do that. The other thing, too, is to 
here's something that I've learned, and this is just, you know, it's all really kind of a little fresh too. But mm-hmm. one of the things I've learned is like you can't forget the good that came out of it too. Right. Because you can't carry around around feeling like you wasted X amount of time mm-hmm. because that's just not true. There was good times in there. Of course. It just didn't pan out the way you wanted it to or, uh, you know, whatever happened or something that happens that makes it, takes that away, that feeling. But mm-hmm. remember that during those times, you've had plenty of great times and it wasn't a waste because then you carry around the guilt that, oh, I could have done so much better. I made a big, big you make the mistake bigger and you sure. put a lot of onus on you where I don't think that's the case a lot of the time. I think the greatest blueprint for getting over a breakup, at least for a guy, is swingers. Swingers, you think of it, it's a funny movie. It's about guys in Hollywood. It's a breakup movie. Mm-hmm. The whole film is about a guy getting over a girl and leaning on his friends yes. to get him through that patch. Even though they are probably giving him some bad advice throughout it. <laughs> oh, horrible advice. Right. Horrible advice. But great great advice along the way and where he's at in his life. And it's, it's, it's so true. It's, it's one of the greatest breakup films. You're going you're gonna to feel bad. You reach out in moments of weakness, right? And then finally, when you're over it, when everything clicks, yeah. that's when you hear from the other person, yeah, right? Sure. And it's just like, nah, I'm good now. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Right? It, it, yeah. it's, it's, the, it's the best. One of, my, one of my favorite jokes was from a, a mutual friend of ours, Owen Benjamin. And he had a thing about breakups where it's so easy to like be seduced by looking at old photos of somebody you dated. And he said, what you should do in every relationship is take a picture every time you get in a fight. <laughs> so when you go through, you're like, oh, fuck, she drove me crazy here. She yeah. drove me nuts. We had a, 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 in Hawaii, I'm crying. And he's like, instead of like looking at all the good times, you know, you take pictures of the bad ah. times too. And it was such a funny way of looking at it. it. I was like, my God, that's great. Yeah. But I, I completely agree with you. I think leaning on your friends. And I'll tell you this, maybe I'm, this is me personally. Songs yeah. have gotten me through different moments in my life. I can listen to certain songs and go, oh my God. The Cranberries, you know, this song, I remember that girl, or Wonderwall, I mean, my college years. Um, but there's certain songs that come up that got me through moments of my life, and yeah. I remember that. Breakups can be tough. Uh, the good news is you get through them, right? You get through them. You have to. Yeah. And the, and, and the better news, everybody's gone through it. 100%. Everybody, there isn't anybody who's got an undefeated record in relationships. Everybody's had their heart broken. And if you don't believe me, turn on the radio right now. And <laughs> half the songs are about getting over a breakup, 100%. right? 100%. I mean, that's uh, what people know. <laughs> okay. This is, uh, this is a good one. Ready? Ready. This is from, well, I'm not going to say what it's from, but okay. um, what is your favorite sandwich? Well, my favorite sandwich... Well, back in the day before uh, I, I stopped eating meat, it was hands down a prosciutto mozzarella with uh, red, roasted red peppers and balsamic glaze on it. Uh. That was my favorite, for sure. I uh. love that. That's the one thing. Like, people always ask me all the time, like, oh, do you miss eating meat? There's two things. It's a good buffalo wing. Yeah. Which I know you're a fan of. <laughs> also, you were employed by Buffalo Wild Wings for a while. But we I was. I was. I, I worked at the very first one. Yes. In Kent, thank, Ohio. You, thank you to our sponsor, Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings. <laughs> They don't sponsor us, but if you want to, we're open to it. Yeah. Um, then the other thing was the prosciutto mozzarella sandwich. That's mm. like the two things I miss. But I will say my favorite sandwich of all time, and I used to eat this when I used to eat meat too, yeah. hands down, is uh, fried eggplant with broccoli rabe, provolone cheese, balsamic glaze, and roasted red peppers on a roll. Not an eggplant fan. You're not an eggplant fan. No, huh? I never, never liked it. Really? Like when people do an egg part, 
eggplant parm. I'm like, what the fuck is that's an insult. That's like getting pineapple on your pizza. It's like get the chicken. Wow, parm to shut the you fuck went up. a little too hard on uh, that. Pineapple on the pizza is a completely no, different no, 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 <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's awful. Wow, it, it's the difference between like, hey, you want to go to a hockey game or you want to go roller skating or, or watch <laughs> oh, figure skating. It's like, no, nah. I see what you're saying. It's too, yeah. When you have the option of a parm, it's a chicken parm for you. No, I imagine. Always a chicken. Yeah, parm. you love a chicken always. parm. Always. I love a chicken parm. Nothing better in the world. Italian's my favorite. Uh, food do you do of all. chicken parm hero? Do you like it on bread? No. No, you like it with Why a fork and knife it. You yeah. Give me a fork and knife and give me my side pasta. Side of penne. Give me my husk. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> always. So you're a prosciutto, mozzarella, no, yeah. balsamic. Got, yeah. And uh, roasted red pepper. Oh that my was my God, favorite. That's back a, in the day. It's so simple. It's simple and great. It's simple. Yeah. Oh, God. Nothing better than uh, good prosciutto. I, I love uh, it. Uh, where's your, is that what your sandwich would be? My, you know what? I used to love Subway. When, I, when Subway first came out, it was you the best. The best. You can't. The last, the last you 15 can't years. Be coming at me. Quality controls of Subway has gone. You can't be coming at me with what's your favorite sandwich and you're going to give me a chain. Well, here's what I was going to say, okay? This is what I miss. I miss because when I was in Pittsburgh and L.A. or whatever, um, I missed growing up in Jersey, mm-hmm. going to every strip mall has a bagel, a pizza shop, and taekwondo, right? <laughs> and an Iraq with a Italian horn dangling from the rear view mirror. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would love to just, you could just pull into a strip mall and get a great Italian hoagie. Great Italian hoagie. I love nothing more than an Italian hoagie. The the shredded lettuce, yeah. tomatoes, circled onions. Course, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. The olive oil. The par- oh, like a party come on. Like when you got party the six yeah. Oh, the six-footers were the best. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. And... And then you go to like somewhere in the Midwest, and they don't have that stuff. They don't. They don't know what a hoagie is or a grinder or anything. Or so an Italian sub. So I had to. Uh, I had to go to Subway. But now, like I love a meatball hoagie. Yeah. I love a meatball hoagie. Is it Permani Brothers? Don't they do sandwiches? The place that you love. Permani Brothers right. is. And they do sandwiches, though, right? The greatest sandwich I've ever right. had. Right. So my what, life. what? Don't you have a go-to sandwich there? Or do you it, love them all? It's the. Uh, it's the Pittsburgher. Right. So the Pittsburgher is like a steak patty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically like a burger patty. Yep. But it's a steak patty. But um, so what they do is, in Permani Brothers, voted number one sandwich in America on Food Network like the last like eight, eight, eight years. Test us. Test us. Test us. This is, so this is validated. You go into the strip district. Yep. And, and the history of the Permani Brothers sandwich is that the truck drivers would come into the strip district, which is where everybody in Pittsburgh would go to get their groceries. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you go to the Italian market over there for your meats. You go get your produce section over here. So whatever. So they dropped off the, the stuff, and they would go into Permani Brothers, and they'd sit down for lunch. And what they ended up doing was you get a sandwich, you get coleslaw, and french fries. What Permani Brothers did was these truck drivers would often be on the go. They had to make it to the next stop. So they'd take the sandwich, put it on the grill, whatever meat you want, pastrami or burger patty, whatever. They put it on. Fresh French bread, whatever meat you want. Uh, coleslaw, French fries, tomato, mounted oh. on, overstuffed so sandwich. Everything with a sandwich. Everything in the sandwich. Yeah, I could, all in I one. Could drive and eat. I could, oh, that's fantastic. all in one. And it is <laughs> phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It is yeah. the most amazing concoction of like uh, sweet with the coleslaw. You get the salty with the French that's fries. That's hefty though, right? The, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. The first time my father took me, I was in uh, high school. And I'd finished hockey practice, and he's like, you got to try this, this Permani Brothers. I was like, what's that? So we go, I had two and a half Permani Brothers sandwiches. No way. Yeah. Wow. 
And ever since then, I've never come close. I can do a sandwich and a half. I've never, I've never banged out two. Okay. Uh, since uh, the older years or whatever, but uh, <laughs> but it's the best sandwich. All right. The absolute best. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I used to have this place called. And they have they have, they have uh, vegetarian options. So when we, when we go ever end up in yeah. Pittsburgh, yeah, you'll great. I'll go. They were I. <clears throat> there was. A place by me called Strawberry Farms, mm-hmm. which was exactly that. I mean, I love a good Salamaria, like a good Italian, like little dough, like you talk about that has a great thing. So there's one by. Uh, What's a Salamaria? A Salamaria, they sell. They have that, like the counter that has all the, the salads and like the oh, fresh okay, sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like an Italian market, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, mostly because they have the hang meats and you can get it by the cut. Mm. So I, I did, uh, I really, really liked growing up this Salamaria by me called Strawberry Farms. Me and Sal used to go there all the time. We mm-hmm. used to pick up a sub. He'd come to my house. We'd watch The Sopranos. And we'd have dinner like it was a, it was our that thing. Is so it's so like, so Staten Island Italian. <laughs> me and Sal, me and Salvatore would do that, right? <laughs> so then when I, I've always wanted that experience again, I've always wanted yeah. a place, and I could never find one in all the places I moved. But when I most recently moved hmm. to where I'm out in Long Island, there's a place called Jamelli's, and I walked in and I was like, oh, I'm home. Oh wow, I am home, and it's like a family-owned thing, and it's awesome, and it's, it's great. great. I, I I love it, and my son gets so excited when I'm like, we're going to Jamelli's, and he'll walk around, he'll push the oh, car, nice. so it's really really cool to have. That and I was so glad to finally find a place because I, it's literally Strawberry Farms, nothing, and then Jamelli's like, oh, like twenty years of nothing. Like it, oh, and then wow. finally found something. So nothing better than a fresh loaf of Italian bread. Oh, I'll just eat that. Oh my God! When you have just give me that olive bread. oil, give me that olive oil and a balsamic vinegar. Ah, bing, bing. come on! Ding dong, who's home? <laughs> Ding dong, who's there? Come on in. Make yourself comfortable. What? Oh, you're gonna drop. You're gonna drop. You're gonna drop a little oregano in the mix. This oh. is. This is what I love, right? <laughs> about being a guy. <laughs> Guys get so excited about eating food. You start talking to yourself, yeah. ding dong, who's home? And you're just like fucking like, how hungry are you right now? I just had lunch. I want a sandwich so Dude, bad. Fuck yeah. <sighs> fuck yeah. There's nothing better than a great, like when you walk in to, you see the red and white checkered tabletop, yeah, right? of course. Then that crusted red drink that they used to have at Pizza Hut or every pizza joint on the East Coast used to have that red frosted mug Mm -hmm. you just fill up. Dr. Pepper or Coke tasted so much better in those things. I don't know what it was. Give me me the name of the place that you're speaking of in your mind when you were younger. Tony's. What is it? Tony's. Barati's. Really? Same same exact place. Pinball, Tapper, Uh, and Gunsmoke in the back. Oh, you had Gunsmoke. We had Gunsmoke. I had, uh, they had an air hockey machine. And then they had a uh, stand-up arcade game. They had two or three of them. One of them was Dig Dug. That's where my oh Dig yeah, Dug Dig Dug yeah. And the other one was Frogger. That was always out of out of order. <laughs> always, never, never got to buy it. Oh, it was there. It was there. Never. Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh was Milano's, mm-hmm. and then they had Spy Hunter. Spy Hunter. Oh yeah. Smoke screen. When you got that smoke screen, oh man. Ding dong, hello. Who's home? Spy Hunter. Ding dong, ding dong, Eating my sandwich. The fattest, happiest little kid in the world, man. Take me back to those times. Just a fat little man sitting there at a video game. So happy. in balsamic olive. Of oils. Oh, loved it. Unbangable. <laughs> so unbangable. <laughs> All right, this one's coming to us from Emily. Okay, Em. Mommies. Oh, that's right awesome. out of the gates. I love yeah, it. Already, already fan Emily. I'm a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. I'm fully online from her first year, and I don't feel like I'm getting that real college experience. You're what not- are some recommendations to live that college life while at home? That's a tough one, huh? 
I mean, start doing body shots off your mother. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know. You're just not getting the experience. Uh, yeah. Well, well, the question I would have is, yeah. is she strictly online? Because I know some schools went online and, and, and then they're like going back. It feels like she's strictly online. Oh, it feels okay. like there. So you know what's hard is like you're really going to, what you're doing right now is you're doing a fifth year of high school, right? Because you're at home. Your friends that are you're, you're you're not meeting new people because that's the biggest thing about freshman year is you're meeting yeah. new people so you're not you basically your friends are staying the same and now you only have the pool of people that have stayed home or haven't gone away to college right so it is a it is a little tough I will say the main thing you're missing really is the social aspect so you got to find ways to get outside of your normal comfort yep. zone and act like what do things a freshman would do and that's not even like I'm not saying go to a bar or anything I'm saying like you need to go work and do some of your online stuff like at a coffee shop or someplace where you're not just sitting at your house yeah. and you have to get out into the world. You're not getting out into the world while you're doing a stay-at-home online freshman year. Yeah, I, 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 I completely agree with you. I think you almost got to create your own campus, exactly. right? You've got to find your coffee shop. You got to make new friends. You got to go to do experience things that you never really would normally do. Yeah. Even when we were in college at Kent, we would go to Akron because we were bored and, and just go experience what it was like in Akron. Yeah. Or a group of us would go down to downtown Cleveland. And I think college, as much as it's about going to classes, I, I always found that yeah. the greatest times I had in college, the biggest lessons I learned were with friends and the interaction and the mistakes I made and uh, the apologies I had to mm -hmm. do and, and, and really discovering myself and what I was willing to, you know, how far I was willing to go and how far my friends were willing to accept or whatever and, and, and start to find my identity within the four, four years of experience. It's like in, a social growth. Totally. Yeah. So I, I will say this, and I know this from uh, of, uh, one of my cousins, younger cousins, had something similar happen. And c because it was all online, they found somebody that they were online classes with and knew that didn't live too far away from them, like 45 minutes away, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they met up. That's smart. And because you could take your school with you anywhere. That's so good, yeah. I know one did that. I know another one actually got an Airbnb with a couple people, and they spent mm -hmm. a week, and they were all doing their classes. Oh, that's and stuff. cool. So school's like kind of thinking outside the box, so that kind of stuff might work, too, because you're probably making online friends, right? Because some of it's Zoom and some of it's uh, you know webcam stuff, so you're seeing the people that you're working with, or maybe there's breakout sessions where you're – if you connect with somebody, maybe you want to try to – embellish that relationship a little bit because in the beginning you really have one or two people that you really start clinging to yeah so maybe that's what you need to do i would say maybe try to think of ways different ways to think outside the box where, where did you go to school again i went to long island university cw post so when i say long island university cw post what is the first thing reflexively that comes to your mind the minute i say it the first thing yeah i would say the campus yeah because it was it was actually the old post the the the, the cereal company mm -hmm. that was his, his like his estate. oh wow really yeah. so I was such a green like I came from Staten Island which is you know like nice and mm -hmm. parks and whatnot but it was just this green campus this huge green campus and I had like lived in a dorm for the first time and the dorm was such a thing Riggs Hall right. where I lived was just such a thing to be like in Riggs Hall with everybody so I think that's what. I'm just, like I'm not worried about the school and whatnot, like any right. the the academics of it. That was all fine and fun, but there was no nothing different there. I was always a hard worker, always took advanced classes, always did that kind of stuff. So that was an easy transition. But for me, it was a social aspect. Yeah, I went to an all boy high school, you know, mm -hmm. and I really was just like out on my own for the first time. So I really think that was that's definitely it. It's probably the campus.
the Kent, yeah, I went to Kent State in Ohio, and even looking back, but I was very fortunate. I went to school with really, really decent, kind people. That's great. It was really a great experience. You still talk to your college friends? Uh, every now and then, yeah. yeah. W- what's great about our occupation is traveling the country, people just show up yeah. and go, oh my God, do you remember me? And I'm like, it, it takes a second. Right. Because they always look the same here. Right, right. right? Yeah. It's right here. Everything else either got worse yeah. or uh, okay or manageable or, or yeah or got work done right <laughs> <laughs> but boy oh boy I, I even my high school in hampton i i just think boy i was really really fortunate yeah it was really a good group of kids that uh gave me just a, a solid upbringing nothing yeah. like shocking or anything but but um yeah i i think the greatest part about the college experience is is being open to the experience yes um i remember the first week i was there i didn't know a soul right and I sat in my dorm room, like, I'm watching all these people playing football and talking to girls and stuff. And I just kind of, like, was so nervous and shy. Oh, I would love to see a freshman year, Steve. Oh, awful. I would love to see that. Skinny, oh. hair, no hair. I, I didn't know what, what conditioner was until I got to college. Really? Okay. Yeah, a friend of mine, I was like, what's conditioner? Like, you don't use conditioner? Because my hair was like a mad scientist. It was, like, puffy and, like, oh. thick and all that stuff. And so I learned, like what cool dressing was yeah, and like yeah. cologne and all that stuff and I had just a great group of guys on my floor and my roommate ended up leaving the door open one day and I just sat in there and then a, a guy knocked on the door he's like hey what's up I'm Jim I'm like hey I'm Steve and Jim Skidmore and that was like my first friend on the floor that's great and then we started hanging out and then you know you're all going out at night and stuff and yeah. I, I think again like you were saying lend yourself open to the doors that open yeah for you and and Fit enjoy the, the experience literally Literally, literally yeah. open door. Yeah. I, I will say, Emily, the takeaway here is uh, it's making new friends that you didn't go to high school with. That's the biggest part of the experience, in our opinion, that you're missing. So I think you need to try to find ways to do that, is to meet new people and get out of feeling like you're just doing high school from home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Am I right? Boy, you nailed it. I think we did great there. You, you want one more? What were uh, we we got time for yeah, one more? Yeah, we got, we got one time. One more. Great. Yeah. Let's do one more. Okay, this is coming from Gwen. Um, how can I best prep my 11th grade son for leaving home for college? So he's got another year. So it sounds like he's a junior. Um, and he's getting ready to go to college. So I'll say a couple things. Good. Yep. Stop doing his laundry. Number one. Wow. See, this is, uh, this is, yeah. that's a deep cut, dude. Yep. That was, so why do you say that out of gates? Yeah, because I went to college not knowing how to do laundry and I was an idiot. And can I, I tell like, you what I did? Go. I got a suit. My first suit, my dad took me to get a nice suit. <laughs> Don't tell me you put it in the washer. I put it in the fucking washer, dude. <laughs> I put it in the fucking washer. Wow. I put it in the dryer. It came out. Did it come out small? <laughs> and here, here's what else I did. Ready? Good. I ironed my suit. Oh, no. I, you literally didn't listen to the tag at all. <laughs> everything you could do wrong. I did the. F- you know the reason I, why I they put it. that tag on the on it. They're like, oh, we gotta put tags on. These people yeah. are idiots. <laughs> Don't drink this cleansing. Li- why? It's because Steve Burns yeah, will fucking drink it. drink it. I I I fucking ironed it. I remember. I was like, boy, it's all wrinkled and shit. So I put it on an ironing board and I put the iron on. Just marked. And I yeah. saw the mark. And I was like, oh, oh fuck. Because no. of course you had the iron on the highest setting. <laughs> I need the iron to be as hot as it can. Yeah, it should just say, this polyester. just say cotton, dum-dum. <laughs> and I put it on dum-dum. There you go. Man, I would say, yeah, I would say that's laundry. That's fucking really smart, a, dude. Uh, laundry's a big one for me. I think that's good. It depends on the cooking situation. A lot of places have cafeterias, but it's yeah. good to show them a couple staples that are easy to make. Ramen's a couple easy things. Yeah, ramen, yeah, but even like, you know, like a mac and cheese, an easy spaghetti with a jar of sauce. Or so just to, like to make a pasta or a rice dish. Yeah. Things like that work. Because I will say this, too. Mm-hmm. 
that helps you meet people. Yes. My niece is at the University of Arizona. She's awesome. Mm -hmm. And she makes Sunday pasta for friends. Wow. She's like that. She's a freshman there. That's so it's that's really, really, really cool that she does stuff like that. Yeah. So it's cool like that. That that helps with the social aspect, I would say, to do that. Um a little bit of money management helps too because I think when you Dude, you're really fucking on point, mommy. Yeah. This is you came like, to the mommy. I like I'm sitting here going, oh, this is a good mommy. I I, I want to <laughs> sit down and take notes. This is really good, dude. <laughs> Uh, I would say money management is important too. Yeah, I think uh, getting a first credit card and just realizing the payment, getting a little bit of credit going, I think that's smart. A hundred percent. Make them pay. Yep. What happens is these campuses, what they do is they set up those tables, get a free T-shirt. Everybody goes to get the free T-shirt, right? That T-shirt is not worth fifteen grand (laughs) and a and a spring break, the time of your life, and then paying for it the rest of your fucking life. Oh my god, these are really, really good, solid laundry out of the gates. Yeah, out of the gate laundry. I think that's fucking great. Cooking, yes. Money management, check. Credit card, boom. Um, What do you got? I was going to say the social aspect is pretty important. So, it, it, but you, you know, teach that at home. That's not on the mom. Well, this is what I do with my kids. Everywhere we go, uh, I always want to do this. Whenever we go to a restaurant, I say, go ahead and order. They, I, I force them to order. Fantastic. When, they, when we go to a store or restaurant, I have them pay. And then I have them get the change, count the change, look at the receipt. Tip badly. Tip poorly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tip poorly and go, it's how I was raised. That's it, yeah. And then point at me. Uh, that's great. But I, I force my children to have interaction. And if, and if somebody says, oh, how are you? I go, I go, what do you say? And they go, huh? And I go, and now what do you say? They go, and how are you doing? So I want to keep them engaged. Nice. So I think that if I had a child that was inhibited or shy, that's something I would absolutely start getting them to coerce them to go outside the pocket outside your comfort zone and uh, make yourself more open to social interaction because you could be the most sociable person in high school but you know everybody you grow up with these kids once you get to college it's a whole new ball game I will say to that take them board game shopping Take Dude, up a couple good these board games are around great you get, pieces yep. of advice. Get yourself some easy, fun games. You get yourself like a categories. You get yourself Let me a, sit code, on the side. a code names. I'm going to go on the other side because really like Thank you for coming to one cool mom. amazing advice. No, I'm telling you, I'm, 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 I'm trying to be a cool mommy here. I'm trying board to game is a great board game social. A it's, it's great. It's super easy. You know, they'll turn them all into drinking games or whatever. It's fine. But like that, that kind of thing, left, right, center. Pick up a left, right, center. Oh, super dude, easy game the to best. Play. I mean, easy. Everybody's got a buck or two, yeah, right? Yeah, it's Three fun bucks. to play. Yeah. Keep your door open in the dorm. There you go. Keep your door open in the dorm. Especially at night. Be open. <laughs> oh, we had, oh, dude, we had, we had dorm wars. Did oh, really? you guys ever yeah, do yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, We used to tie doors Do together. Each other. And then this was the worst one. Did you pull the fire alarm? We never pulled the fire alarm. <laughs> This is the meanest thing we did. Oh, no. Everybody would do this, okay? There was the garbage room, right? Mm -hmm. But the garbage room wasn't a chute. They were cans. What we do is we take the can, fill it with water, fill it with water, and, and lean it on somebody's door. Knockety knock, <laughs> splash splash, baby, was... taking a bath. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you want some extra bonus points? You put some Dawn soap in that. Bubble oh! bath, that shit. Yeah, and that's the song we have for two cool moms, everybody. <laughs> clean and dirty. Clean and dirty, baby. You're doing dirty and clean. Wow, yeah. that's fucking. So you guys did that shit too? Yeah, that's great. There was one time we put a uh, baby powder on the floor mm-hmm. and blew a fan in there. Oh, that's fun. 
and it, it got all over the place. My my roommate used to get so pissed at me. So we would go and eat food at the uh, dining hall downstairs in Clark Hall, mm -hmm. and you get a receipt every time you ate. I kept every single receipt, like like I was doing taxes at 18. <laughs> I don't know why I kept these receipts. So I'd, I had these stack of receipts, and I was like, huh, I got like a few hours to kill. Maybe I'll just put them in everything my roommate owns. So I put it in his underwear. I put it in his hat. I put it in his umbrella. So if it rained, he'd pop it open and all these receipts oh, would come out. Amazing. Put it in his shoes. <laughs> this, this is the one where he was like, he's like, dude, you got to stop with the shit. I'm like, I, I put him in things I don't even remember. I'm sorry. So one day he's squeezing his toothpaste and out comes a receipt. He goes, motherfucker. And he threw down his toothpaste and he came. He like beat the shit out of me. Straight up beat the Cracked shit out of me. Him. He threw me against the dorm wall. We played hockey together. Yeah. He's a strong kid. I mean, he straight up beat the <laughs> fuck out of me. And I was like, dude, I'm never going to do it again. Keep the receipt. Keep the receipt. That was one where I, I, I pushed him to the limit. And it's it's one of those things that he still brings up every time I see him. I, hit, I, run a, I hit a plate of food under somebody's bed once. Oh, what was it? It was like a casserole. Oh, that that's friend, fucking disgusting. My, my roommate's mom had made and sent him to school, and he was like done with it. And his ice, he's like, oh, you want you gonna eat this? I said, no. I said, let me borrow that. And I took it. <laughs> and I hit it in the farberware, <laughs> in the glass farberware, and I just slid under a kid's bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so goddamn funny. It's great. It, it took about a couple months to find it, and the guy was like, what the hell smells in here? And then he pulled out. I was like, I don't even have to. What's in my underwear? We lost it. It was one time. That we, we all came home, and the uh, water fountain was, like, loose. Mm -hmm. It was hanging off the thing. We're all hammered, and one guy was like, I'm going to fucking pull it off the wall. It's like, yeah, pull it off the wall. So we're all sitting there watching him. He, he was like he was like uh, chief at the end of Cuckoo's Nest, where he was like, yeah. and he yanked it off the wall. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> a fucking water pipe burst, right? And now it flooded the whole oh, fucking man, floor. Yeah. The whole oh. thing. It was so like, so in the moment, it's like, seems like a victory. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Get a towel. That was stupid. Alcohol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have fun at college, I think, is really the takeaway. Yeah. All the best to your, I believe it was son, right? Son, yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think you've got some good things there. And then, you know, also... As a parent from afar, I think it's important to let them vent and not judge about things. So set yeah. that up that you're Short, not let them long leash. Yeah, yeah. Let them let them talk to you about anything. Let them make their own mistakes and stuff. But you want to be able to come with, to you with anything because there is something they need help dealing with. You want them not to be afraid. To do Absolutely. That. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you. <laughs> this is why we do it, guys. I mean, this is why we do two cool moms. Really great advice today. Thank you. You sound surprised. I guess the other episode. No, I'm the co-pilot, but I'm like, I'm like, the, coming out of the gates with the launcher is like fucking clutch. <laughs> That's a clutch. It's one you would not think of. I think yeah. you go broad strokes, but you went deep cut. Boom. Life yeah. skills. Life skills, baby. 100. percent Yeah. yeah. Really good. Thank you, buddy. Great episode. Really fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe, uh, rate, review, tell your friends, follow, all that good stuff. All of it. Oh. And uh, you'll be on the road. JoeGatto.com, right? Is that? <laughs> no. No, what is not, it? Not at all. <laughs> what, what is it? Just go to my profiles and click on my uh, link tree, and it's got all the all the fun stuff you can There you go. And I'm on Craigslist. And you're on Craigslist. All right. <laughs> We're both on the road. We're touring separately together. Yeah. A lot together, too. I'm hitting the road good. with you, which has been a yeah. lot of fun, buddy. And we're going to be in a bunch of places together soon. That's right. And then, of course, uh, Nashville. We'll be in Nashville we'll be in for Nashville the big comedy Zanies festival, April 21st. Right, yeah. And you and I will be taking the stage together. That'll be fun. And we'll be doing... Oh, it's not an... I, I don't want to say it, so... Oh, don't, yes. Yeah. Don't say it. I'm not. Thank you. Oh, i got to go do my laundry. Okay. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs> All right.
these two cool mommies love you, so show us some love. Please rate us, review us, follow us on all social media, and subscribe to our YouTube.